0: Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual and local church in counseling and discipleship. Hello, hello, hello.
1: Yo, yo, yo. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Speak the Truth today. And this episode is one of a few on Counseling Through Proverbs. I hope that you have already uh, purchased this book along with the other ones uh, through uh, ChristianCounseling.com with the Association of Biblical Counselors. The goal of these books is to help um, you in just counseling and discipleship, how to take scripture and work through it within a counseling session, and then maybe some examples and things to do for an after-session assignment so some of the um, previous ones we had uh, worked through Proverbs. It was, uh, wh- what have we done at this point, uh, Michael? Jeremy has worked through Proverbs 1. And then did you do one yet? Or am I the second one?
0: I did do one.
1: What was yours on?
0: It was Proverbs 19.
1: Awesome. So those are two that have already been released. And so today what we're looking at is Proverbs 16, which I titled Stewardship in Our Planning. And so in the books, we have a variety of authors who have contributed to the book. um, And then we are hoping to have other ones on that will kind of walk you through the ones that they wrote. But for me specifically, I wrote three and one of them is on Proverbs 16. And which, in which I've titled Stewardship and Our Planning. And oftentimes in counseling, well, and even in my own life, this is an area that is um, a constant struggle. And I don't think it's going to be to a point where we ever are perfect in our stewardship, right? Because that's a part of sanctification. But I do think sometimes it's often overlooked. We can almost get so busy that we're just chasing things or um events and things kind of manage our time more so than us stewarding our time. And so when you think of the word stewardship, that's managing something that's been given to us. And really the Lord has given us the right amount of time to accomplish exactly what he wants us to each day. And so the the scripture in Proverbs uh which I use Proverbs 3, uh Proverbs 16:3 and Proverbs 16:9 specifically, let me read those for you. Uh Proverbs 16:3 says commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. And then further down in verse 9, it says, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Now you could take Proverbs 16 and do more of an in-depth study, and there's going to be a lot more that you're going to draw out that can be even deeper and more fruitful than this, this portion of what I'm sharing with you today. But what I do think that this that these scriptures do communicate to us is just the stewardship of our work and our plans for the Lord to glorify him. And when you think of just our life in general, God has given us a life full of purpose and promise. And so when we set goals, when we make our plans, it's wise to become uh, diligent and focused and productive when we use our gifts and our time and our talent uh, for the Lord, Um, obviously for his good and for his glory. So a lot of times when we make plans and we are intentional and thinking about our day, that is a blessing because we are coming before the Lord in prayer and thought and reflection to say, Lord, am I stewarding my time well? Lord, am I stewarding my work? And we want to fully commit our work to the Lord. And by doing this, you avoid the danger of making plans simply out of your own temporal gain, right? It helps us when we're wanting to commit to the Lord to make sure that our focus is vertical and not horizontal. And so when you're working with your counselees, sometimes you might have a couple of sessions where you're helping them to intentionally set their goals and their commitment to the Lord and then how they steer that horizontally. So uh, so the way that I wrote this out is I tried to think through just five areas that you could work with them on. Um Because a lot of times they might just want to come in and just immediately start talking about that horizontal aspect, right? Just the day-to-day, the time, let's get our schedules out, think through what to eliminate, what habits to change. And you definitely want to do that. But it's important to first start with our perspective and our purpose on why we're doing what we're doing. And so in setting goals, our perspective is how we view our purpose, which is the heart behind the plan that directs how we pray so we can persist for the glory of God. And so this is all written in the book. um, And so you'll be able to kind of follow along and you can take what I've written and make it your own. And then also, you know, maybe tweak it to apply it specifically to the counselee that you're working with. Um, But the goal is as you work through this process, you're, you're, you're helping them hopefully uh, not only change their heart and motives, right, for God's good, God's glory, not a self-focused temporal thing, um, but but also build characters that helps them to be more diligent and productive in their stewardship of God's time and the life that he has given them. Uh, Michael, do you have any uh, thoughts on what I had just shared?
0: No, that's really good, and I think um, what I particularly like about this uh, entry and this contribution from this proverb is the way that you just alliterated the P's like a good Baptist. <laughs> um, but I think you're sort of the flow of this thought actually provides some structure to actually help the counselee uh, in understanding again, kind of to your point with all the horizontal pieces and the dynamics uh, that our counselees find themselves in. But I think using Proverbs 16, three and sixteen nine and helping our counselees because sometimes it might just be that they need their perspective changed, right? Maybe that they're not seeing things correctly and, and they just need some reorientation within their perspective. And, and then you really provide some some good scripture verses and the way that you've structured this with those Ps and then providing a thought process behind that at least to start in the in session and then some scripture verses. So I really like the way that you structured this.
1: Thank you. Well, let's kind of walk through the five areas and the five areas flow together. So one builds upon the other. So it actually is written uh, for you to kind of walk with them on order or kind of in order. And so the first part is our perspective. So how do we view our, how we view our goals will make an impact on our motivation and the attitude, right? Everything around us, except people obviously is temporal, So remaining internally minded will give our counselees the proper perspective in each situation that they're in, each goal that they want to set, and then obviously the obstacles that they're going to uh, run into each day. Uh, But when we have a healthy perspective, we can free ourselves from that defeated mentality and remain passionate when we... Uh, When our circumstances get tough. Now, listen, I'm saying this like when we free ourselves from our defeated mentality, this is an area that I personally struggle with and have to be constantly reminded of to where I can jump right into the planning and the setting goals easily. But my perspective has to be um, pretty much reflected on daily and even moments throughout the day because I can totally lose sight on the perspective of why I'm doing what I'm doing. What about you, Michael, as far as motivation and attitude sometimes? Yeah, I would say... And don't forget to be real on the attitude part, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think to that point, honestly, I think every morning starting my day in God's word and praying, to me, that's reorienting perspective that I know that I need, right? Which, in following that perspective, is going to actually help me realign those attitudes by focusing on the eternal implications on the temporal moments that we've been given. So... I think that's a good place to start, especially with the, with counselees. And, and, and I know that to be true, uh, even with myself, uh, when I start each day having to just take account of my perspective.
1: Mm -hmm. And then, so once you kind of talk this through with them, you know, how um, and there's even, I have given a couple scripture verses there uh, to help them reflect on, even maybe memorize, um, but just to kind of think through. And so when they even get to the point where they're building out their plan and your follow up sessions, one of the things you're going to want to review this too. Okay. What's your perspective in this particular situation? How are you being more internally minded versus temporally focused in this, in this moment or within this goal? And so always kind of bring them back to the perspective, like don't skip that part because obviously that then goes into our purpose. And then our purpose as believers is to glorify the Lord, right? We, we want to make him known and we've been gifted that grace that allows us to be a loving, humble servant who's God-centered Christ exalting. And, and obviously that can study the word, like get to know the Lord through special revelation. And so this should be the heart behind each goal that we set. We want to keep in mind that we are continually growing And change doesn't happen overnight. So our purpose in everything we do is to glorify the Lord. And that is the smallest task. Like I remember when I kind of made a huge transition in my life to be corporate, like when I was in corporate America and I started my nonprofit, things in my life and my responsibilities even at home shifted. Where in corporate America, I was so busy that I had to, you know, kind of pay someone to come within our home and clean it and do our laundry and things like that. When I transitioned to, you know, running a nonprofit, I was a full-time volunteer. And so leaving my six-figure salary behind, I had to start doing a lot of things within the home that I hadn't done at that season in my life. And I remember having kind of an attitude a little bit about the dishes and folding laundry a little, I don't know if it's a fun fact between Michael and I, but I can totally live out of a laundry basket, washing them, drying, easy, putting a laundry basket. Let me just find my clothes each day that I need to wear. But at the time in our marriage, Michael even liked his underwear folded. <laughs> you were so organized in that way, right, Michael? Um, and so I would have to actually fold his laundry when I really didn't do that even for myself. And I remember that moment when I just was praying for the Lord of just the just where we were and like, Lord, is this? Uh, I know these are things that I'm supposed to be doing for my home. Why is it something that I that is so distasteful for me? And um, I'm so thankful for the Lord's uh, grace in that moment and how he uh, really communicated to me that I'm not folding the laundry for Michael unfolding it for the Lord's glory. And it was so sweet for me to see such a small task as actually a a big one in a way of, yes, I'm serving my family, but I'm doing it for the Lord first and foremost. So whether Michael appreciates it or whether he says, thank you, that's not my concern. My motive, my perspective, my purpose, in this particular task is for the Lord and for Um, and for his glory. And so I should want and desire to do that with a loving heart and and service to him and to service to my family. Um, I know that's such a small example, but you know, there's so many other ones. Hopefully that's at least a good practical example for you to utilize and helping them see the purpose behind what they're doing. And so even we can get overwhelmed by all these sporting games and things with our kids, right? That could be another example. In a lot of ways, I think some of those can be eliminated off some people's schedules, but maybe not all of them. And so even when you're Um, at those games and you're watching them, like maybe are you in the times that you're not actually having to watch the game? Do you bring a book to just read even a few pages for your own heart? Uh, Are you having conversations and building community with the parents and and just seeking to glorify and honor the Lord in those conversations? Even from your work tasks to, I mean, there was really no job too little here on just um, reminding yourself that it is the Lord's work in your heart that you even have that desire, have that purpose, to bring him glory in that particular way. Any additional thoughts to the purpose portion?
0: No, and I, well, I guess I have a couple of thoughts on that, uh, but not too much beyond what you've already shared. I think just the, obviously the perspective and purpose, those two are really foundational Mm -hmm. um, to really this process. And I think it's helpful too, because a lot of our, you know, counselees are going to come in and they're going to struggle with their schedules. They're going to struggle with life and they're going to need to be reminded of their purpose and why they do the things that they do, because we all have that pull and bent towards the horizontal because that's what we're in every day and that's what we see. So I think it's, uh, it's, it's helpful the way that you've structured this particular point, which obviously gives us a proper perspective the more that we focus on our purpose, which leads us to the next one, which is playing.
1: Mm -hmm. And, you know, there, there was a a part here in the book that I had put, you know, in the purpose, like for you to just kind of question the thought, like, are you committing your work to the Lord and trusting him to establish the plans according to his loving purpose? And so as we go into the next P, the, the next part is when we start our planning process, You know, this is going to come easy to some of your counselees. It's going to be harder for other ones. And so you'll just kind of have to tailor the amount of support and accountability that you want to offer. But, you know, obviously for some of us as counselors, we aren't really living life, daily life with these men and women. And so this, this is definitely a good uh, time to bring an advocate in the counseling sessions. Or um, or just make sure that they have some type of accountability and support and partnership within this portion. So as you help them build it out and you, Uh, talk to them and work with them. You want to make sure that they have someone else that they've shared these plans with that either is helping them build them out or that is supporting them in that. And so you can invite that person into your counseling session process, which I think is the best thing to do. Um, But obviously schedules sometimes don't allow that. And so just making sure that you're encouraging your counselee to do that. Um, But the the main thing that I always want to bring to their attention is, is we're going to be diligent and we're going to be good stewards of trying to map out these plans. Planning to make sure that we are stewarding the time that God has given us well for his glory, but we are still holding these plans loosely. Right, because we want to trust in the Lord each day. And so, if one particular thing doesn't play out like we anticipated, and the Lord led us in a different direction, um, or we fell short, that's a time for us to then bring that to the Lord. Um, so, they don't feel like it's this rigid, I'm going I'm, to, I'm a failure if I don't meet this exactly, um, or just realizing that I'm not in control of my time right? I'm going to be diligent. I'm going to sewer it. I'm going to seek the, I'm going to seek to honor the Lord with my time, but I'm not in control of it. The Lord is ultimately in control and I always want to, to focus on his will and purpose with each day. Um, Okay. But a little bit more specific and intentional from the plan standpoint is just try to create a detailed plan listing each goal. Uh, Sometimes it's really helpful to get specific in your categories. Like What could be a plan or some goals that you have spiritually? How do you want to spiritually grow? Uh, Maybe physically. And, you know, physical isn't focused on uh, a weight standpoint, on how much weight to lose or do I want to get toned. It's about nutrition. It's about, yes, the physical aspect of it, but stewarding our bodies well for the glory of the Lord. So for me, you know, as I am seeking to work out more and create those new habits, I need to remind myself that I need the Lord. Help in this, and so how am I even praying for the Lord's help in my physical stewardship? Right, how am I? Um, you know, sometimes we can get and even blessing our food in a normal routine, right? Like, Lord, thank you for this food, but are we actually looking at how are we making wise choices to fuel our body in a way that will give us more energy? and long-term health to again glorify the Lord through our physical capabilities and then maybe a plan intellectually how do I want to grow in a particular area do I want to you know that could be a work type thing that could be a spiritual type thing too but just how are we Uh, helping our mind um, grow in this particular way. How do I want to create a plan for my family unit, family time together? This could be fun. This could be annual vacations. This could be uh, new activities, new uh, memories that you want to create. This could just be the family uh, in your home, the environment that you're creating for your family, those types of things. Obviously, work would be an easy one of goals. Sometimes we, it's not just a task list, like the things I want to accomplish, but what are the goals that each of these tasks are going to accomplish, like overall type of thing. And so planning is is really good to do that. And then you can take it a step further and you can add uh, dates uh, to track your progress, uh, set reminders, think through how to eliminate obstacles that might hinder your productivity in these plans. And then work, working the plan is a continual process. So you're going to want to interact with it and modify your plans regularly. This is something you're going to want to look at. So you actually have to think about having time to do the planning portion. Uh, to kind of reflect upon what you're doing and praying over it uh, and making that an important part of the process. So for some of you that's listening, I know this might kind of seem like, oh, you've got this down. This is something that you um, maybe are already even doing really well with uh, in your life. But, you know, and Michael and and our influence, uh, I just I mean, I have just so many people. Uh, Not only from the counseling standpoint, but from just friendships and just in the church of just seeing so many constantly busy. I mean, even churches struggle to get volunteers to help them out. And I think a lot of that has to do with not necessarily a heart that's hardened to volunteer and serve the church, but more so them just saying, I don't have time to do all of this stuff. And so that's our time and the stretch of our time can actually be hindering us from community and healthy fellowship and actually uh, being intentional and growing uh, with, with the Lord and with others. And so I think this is an important thing that. Uh, we should be encouraging it within their church, not just the counseling room, but within the church as a whole, of how are we having conversations about this within our community groups and things to help each other steward our time well so we can best glorify the Lord in that. Uh, Michael, any other feedback that you have for that?
0: No, it's good. I think um, it actually reminds me of a book I'm reading right now, Unstuck by Matt Perman, and just kind of really following these these guidelines to help us structure our lives, right? I would say in a flourishing way, and I think uh, you've done a good job of helping the counselor sort of take this into a session and help the counselee who's struggling with these things to bring to bring their life to bear and the things that they're trying to grow in so that they could be better stewards of what God has given them.
1: Another thing about the plan portion when I was talking about just like listing goals and the task um, is, you know, one thing that I've been reading this uh, leadership book, and I know that on our podcast, we have a lot of listeners who are leading in, in lots of different ways, um, which a leader is, you know, someone of influence. And so in a lot of ways, we're leading in all areas of our life, even if that's our children. Um, and so, but I intentionally, you know, love to read leadership books. And one that I'm, I've been reading recently is by Dr. Uh, Albert Moeller, who is the president of uh, Southern Seminary. And one of the chapters he actually has is dedicated to the leader in time. Uh, And one of the things that he had mentioned in here I thought was really helpful, you know, when you think from a a leadership standpoint, that, you know, it doesn't start with our task, it starts with our time. And so leaders understand that time is working against them and that success or failure depends upon the right deployment and stewardship of time. And I remember uh, back in the day, I'd read something by uh, Counselor June Hunt. I don't know if you're all familiar with her, but in one of her books, she actually said that we don't really lose our time in hours, we lose our time in minutes. And so just think about those small things of the minutes that you're utilizing that, uh, that are actually really impactful. And I made a simple change in my life. I remember I used to, I'm a hard copy book. Michael likes his electronic book, So it's a lot easier for him to do this. But for me, I would, t- I would always have a book in my purse. And so if I was waiting to get my oil changed, or if um, I will just think about waiting in general, uh, I would pull up my book and just read as much as the time allowed. So I can... Uh, easily get on my phone and scroll Facebook or other social media things and even read articles that are on my Facebook. But the problem with that for me that I noticed was I would click on that article and read it, but then afterwards I would start scrolling again. And so that time isn't necessarily wasted because it's good to connect social media wise. So don't hear me on that. But for me, Having a book that I wanted to work through to always carry it with me and that even if I could just read a few pages or even a chapter in the time that I'm waiting and any type of line or small things, all those minutes added up for me to help me complete books that I I had been sitting on. And so just maybe think through or help your counselee or the person that you're Uh, living life with to think like intentional, like small intentional changes that they can make within their planning or in setting goals that will have kind of maybe a long term impact. Um, Any thoughts on that, Michael?
0: No, that was good, which uh, leads us to I think something that informs all of that, which is prayer.
1: And prayer, believe it or not, is one of the most neglected areas. Uh, How often are you making plans or even thinking through uh, your task for the day or the things that you are called to do that you take the time to pray for it? Like, Lord, how am I doing this? And for me, it's praying all throughout the day, uh, not only in just my quiet time, uh, but God is ultimately in control, right? So prayer is essential to becoming fully dependent on the Spirit for His guidance, uh everyone's going to be in different seasons, you're all going to have different assignments that you're doing. Um, and so, you can't really compare your schedule to someone else's. You can't do that with your counselee. You have to help them think through specifically what's like, how are they being intentional themselves and in seeking the Lord uh, for discernment and direction? Could keep a prayer journal. Uh, they could write it out on their phones if they want to. Um, but really, the goal is to encourage them on how are they praying daily and weekly for the Lord, Lord's work in the plan, help with the plan that they are, um, they put together. And at times, you know, we talked about perspective and purpose, not everybody's heart's going to be in the right place right off the bat. We don't wait for that. We start moving forward in that. And so part of the prayer is, Lord, help me to be motivated in this way. But it, it's about like praying about specific things in that way, because I I think the Lord works in a mighty way. Um, And, I, and I'm so thankful for that. But just there's, I mean, think about how awesome it is to know that God knows exactly what I need. He knows exactly what's before me. He knows the, knows the heart of man. And so praying to him to help me in all the areas that he knows I need help in is such a beautiful thing. So don't neglect prayer. It's essential to ask for the Holy Spirit to help. And then also just making sure that you're aligned with his will in all those plans. And it's not just for your own selfish gain. Michael, anything to add on prayer?
0: No, I think prayer honestly informs all this other stuff. You know what I mean? It's like we kind of started with perspective and realizing that part of that perspective is reorienting that stuff, and that stuff gets reoriented through prayer, right? And so the the last one though, which I think is sort of the icing on this cake, so to speak, of process and develop, helping counselors develop, you know, a, a, a stewarding process, if you will, uh, which is persist. Um, because this is really what it's about, right? It's about stewardship. Stewardship has to do with persisting in things, being consistent, creating routines. So, Shauna, do you have any any points? I mean, you wrote it, right? So, how would you sort of finish off this uh, this last P?
1: Well, persist is that is kind of, you know, in my opinion, one of the hardest parts of it all. You know, I'm on, you know, thankfully, I'm a strategic planner, and so I love the planning portion of it, and. Uh, and you get to that point where you, you have, like, I, I know, I know what I need to do. I have everything I need to do it type of thing, but it's about the execution, the impl- like implementing it. Right. And so once goals are set, the hardest challenge is going to be creating those new habits and staying committed. And I think you said consistency early, like being consistent, having that healthy rhythm, that's not easy, (laughs) right, Michael? Like We can attest to this in our own life, and so we're having to constantly revisit and rethink that. Michael and I actually have a a night set aside every week that we call Marriage and Ministry. You want to tell them a little bit about that, Michael?
0: Yeah, Marriage and Ministry is pretty much us trying to develop these things in our marriage uh, because there's so much of what we do that spills over, right? If I'm getting home from a, a long day of ministry, it's hard for me to separate ministry from marriage because of what we do together. And so we wanted a time to where we're very intentional with these particular things, where we pray together, that we actually try to garner a perspective of togetherness and oneness uh, from the work that we have together, which goes back to purpose. So I think this is that's really our way of trying to implement this in our relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so we're, you know, we're praying together constantly, um, you know, ministry wise, you know, in the mornings uh, we enjoy prayer walks. But for this particular time is us coming together and just evaluating like where are speed bumps, you know, and sometimes they feel more like mountains and we just have to be flexible and all these things. And so we'll We just make sure every week that we have intentional time, that we're sitting down together and just sharing the areas of our struggles. And these are the things kind of had I set out uh, for plan this week. And this is how I've been praying to the Lord. And this is where I kind of fell short or more importantly, rejoicing in the Lord's work. Like, man, this was really difficult for me. And I loved seeing how the Lord worked in this particular situation. And so uh, that's an example of what we do marriage wise. But that could be obviously something that you're doing in the counseling room uh, where you're talking about. Where are the obstacles? Where were your challenges? How are you struggling being committed? Uh, where are your healthy rhythms failing right now? And how can we pray about that? And or how are they doing well? How have you seen the Lord work through uh, the plans that you uh, have put together? How are you uh, How are you praying differently based off of uh, this new level of diligence that you're seeking out from the Lord? So just remember to be flexible that every day is a new beginning. So don't let yesterday's disappointments weigh you down. That's really huge. Progress comes from being faithful and obedient to the Lord in the process. So walk in his strength and trust in his timing. And so I just pray that this, uh, this podcast is an encouragement to you and a small way, a big way. And, and just remember that if this is actually, if you're one of the you know few listeners that you feel like you have a really good handle on this, would you please seek to disciple uh, someone in your life, uh, just in their life in general, right? And their stewardship is not just about a budget. Um, But it's about our time. It's about um, our physical state. It's about our spiritual growth. Uh, It's about how we're serving our family and those types of things. So uh, just kind of in wrapping this up, uh, just remember our perspective is how we view our purpose, which is the heart behind the plan that directs how we pray so we can persist for the glory of God. Thanks for joining us today on Speak the Truth.